everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Work and Talk podcast, the podcast for tradespeople, by tradespeople. And this week, we have two very special guests with us. We have Nick and Cody, and today, we're going to get to know their stories. How are you guys? To be having a look. Thanks for having us here. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you, guys. It. We got two guys, California, Idaho. We spent the weekend together over here at an event hosted by All Things Electric, and Thanks to Lev with VLS Design. He's letting us host our podcast here. So we just want to say how much we're appreciative. Thank you, Lev. Today, we're going to dive into the origin stories of Nick and Cody. So we're just going to start off with asking, what's up? How's it going? How do we get here? Man, it's been a, you know, to think back of where I was uh, a few years ago, um, I never thought that I'd be in a place like where I'm at today, job-wise, uh, mentor-wise, and just uh, overall skill-wise, um, in such a short amount of time. Um, just California's been doing its thing, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. How about you, buddy? Days are good, man. Act up, went to Idaho. I mean, BA the trades is great, so. That's awesome. We know you guys have a, a big following on Instagram, but I want to know what got you into the skill trades because we know your page is directed to electricians or skill trades as a whole. Yet that doesn't just come to fruition overnight. There's the steps that get you there. So what was your upbringing like? How did it translate to skill trades? When did skill trades come into picture for you? Um, well, for me, it was, uh, I was raised by my dad and my grandparents. Um, so two men in my life that were hard workers, Monday through Friday, shift work, uh, whatever it was, um, they put down, they put their foot down and went to work and paid their bills and lived a good life. And, you know, seeing that growing up really put in my mindset, like, you know, work hard and get, you get things in life. And I started in construction when I was 15, uh, my mom was married to a guy a short time and he owned a construction company so I worked with him doing plaster and stuff though uh, <laughs> pretty much a ground guy lumbering um, but then that was when I lived in New Jersey uh, and quickly I transitioned working to the local utility company for uh, Atlantic City Electric I uh, worked with them for a, a little bit of time and uh, you know after learning a little bit through them I didn't stick with it. I just moved around a bit, early 20s, um, and found myself in Florida, Las Vegas, Reno, and then met my wife in Vegas. So, you know, we moved to California, went to trade school. Um, I went to trade school in Vegas and in California, and uh, I had a great time, really clinged on to uh, the learning process and uh, was able to graduate at the top of the class with a couple other kids and you know really take pride in just just the the whole the whole thing of like work hard do the right thing and be able to maintain a good head on my shoulders throughout the process i love that so you went from east coast to west coast general labor to apprenticeship school electrician yeah I love that. I love that. That's a good wide range. And I love the fact that you already had examples in your life who gave you that work ethic. 
So I want to touch back on that because I'm pretty sure, and a lot of the people who we've done podcasts with already, very early on, there's a lot of guys who had guys who led by example in their life. So I'm pretty sure that's going to show more in your work coming up and more in your story. So I want to come back to that. How about you, Cody? Uh, a little different because I think it started in construction. You know, I, my dad had a mini blind business when I was a little kid, when I was like 12, 13. Did work for him a little bit. And then, you know, like, wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do. Kind of went to a community college, trying to work at a restaurant, do that. Then I got hooked up with a handyman who was doing like chimney sweeps he was like doing concrete foundation work and then he was like doing electrical so he kind of like did like random shit yeah and got a job with him working I'm like, yeah this is awesome i was like wearing work boots all the time dirty jeans I'm like this is a good feeling i like this and you know pay was a little bit better and then so i was doing that working at a restaurant at night and then i got offered a job to go to like a trade school to become an electrician so i got hooked up with this contractor they put me to school and then you know so i was able to actually go through the trade school did my four years became a great son and then you know it's like just having no idea what i'm going to do and then all of a sudden you're in a trade school like hey just do this show up to class show up to work do a good job and i'm just like yes 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 like you know, the better you do, right? so like you get high fives, you get raises, and then, like, man, I get to work dirty boots to work, I get to drive a truck, and like, this is awesome. And so it's like, it kind of just happened to be an accident. And, you know, I got a lot of buddies who went to college and who didn't go on the trades at all. Mm. And, you know, when you go to college and you don't have a game plan, it's like, you know, who knows what you're gonna wind up with other than college yet. So, yeah, once I got the journeyman license, then, it was a pretty much free song. You, know, you had like hard in your hand, you can do anything you want, you can travel in yeah. the country, you can go anywhere. So that's how I got into the trades. Oh, I love that. I love how both of you like didn't start with electrical, you started with just skilled labor yeah. as a whole. As <laughs> we know. Right. Yeah. And it kinda it kinda helps because like, you know, <clears throat> you learn how to be a laborer, which which involves like cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Picking shit up, organizing things, maybe taking inventory, maybe like organizing the truck. All these key skills that a lot of people don't have, or you know, they don't know how to use tools. They don't know how to hold a drill properly. Or how many times have I watched a new guy grab a hammer or you know a big drill? Tomato maker. Yeah. You know, right in his face because he's yeah. drilling and he's putting the drill right here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like all these things. Starting at a young age is definitely a, uh, an advantage. Like 15, being on a job site. And I don't know about for you, but for me, the men that I grew up around on the job site are not the men, I, I don't want to say it like this. The men that I grew up on the job site with are not the same type of men that I work with today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's a location thing, I definitely not. Um, but, <laughs> no, that, that's me. But the, <laughs> the hard run to be mean. <laughs> yeah, like serious conversation, like you know, in, not not so much in your face, but like uh, a little bit more tone. You know, the tone sets yeah. sets it. So no, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, just becoming, what's the proper term for it? Mechan- mechanically inclined. Yeah. Or just being able to work with your hands alone. 
is so valuable. And that's what I also like about when we go through the apprenticeship, now that we opened up a school, we found out level one for all trades is basically mechanical and fine. PPE, safety, drill safety, it's all the same stuff. So basically if you know how to work with your hands, you could practically, I don't know plumbing, but I'm pretty sure I can figure it out in a week. Oh, yeah. You know, everything translates. You know, plumbers are almost like running commercial jobs. It's EMT, rigid threading, yeah. or sprinkler, uh, fire sprinklers. I'm pretty sure I can figure it out yeah. in a week or two. <laughs> so just the fact that you know what a lapera uh, pliers are, what's a bandsaw, you know, what's a threader, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure you can move those apart. Exactly. Oh yeah, everyone's using it. Yeah. How to read a tape measure. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's <laughs> like one on one. Yeah. It's not yet too advanced. Yeah. <laughs> that's level two. It's not out of fractions just yet. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's I, I like that. I like that. And you hit a good point. Like if you can get that at an early age, even at fifteen, yeah. I think you're just setting someone up for success already, regardless. Yeah. But uh, how old were you guys when you started the trades? I don't know if I'd ask that that way. Um. Yeah. I was 29, 30. Yeah, Sweet. so like it was, I was coming up on 30 right. years old. I was like, <laughs> what am I gonna, you know, I wasn't engaged, I wasn't, I didn't have girlfriend at the time, yeah. and I like, really didn't have a plan. Yep. Um, I met my, the girl I'm with now, my wife. Um, she has a little bit more of a serious outlook on life compared yeah, to mine. Like, yeah, so kind of snapped me in line. Yep. And, uh, you know, put me on the path I needed to be, dude, to to do that. So all before thirty, um, we got married. She was pregnant, and um, I had completed the school in Vegas. So after that, we, you know, like I said, we got to California and I started working, and uh, <laughs> it's been it's I been a journey that. ever since. But I love that. I love that. How about you, Cody? Uh, when you started start working, my electrical, I was twenty. And then started the trade school at 21. And then, you know, like, journey now to like 25. I mean, there's kids now that are starting at 18. And it's like, dude, you're a journeyman by the time you're 22, 21. It's like, you're so far ahead. Yeah. Like, I just met these kids the other day. And they run a framing company. And they're, he's 20 years old. And I'm just like, I was so retarded at 20. And so 21, getting into the trade school, just starting it, getting through just gave me like the freedom it's like i'm a pretty impulsive person like i was living in merced like central california yep got the job in san diego and two weeks later i told my roommates i'm out packed in my bags and loaded in my little ford ranger and i drove to san diego Man. and i will figure it out <laughs> yeah, i my love that i love that one of the best decisions that means i'm just taking it and I feel like there's a lot of people who don't know what to do, especially when it comes to the next generation. Mm-hmm. There's so many options out there. Uh, Cody, I personally love that you push the brand, uh, you know, skip a, skip college, pick a trade, because you personally, and you know, Nick, you like got both, personally see how important working with your hands are. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be electric, it could be anything. Exactly, but why do you like to do it? Exactly. But what I appreciate about that is like just in this example, we have a 10 year gap in when you guys started to trade. Eight, nine year gap. Mm-hmm. But yet, that the benefits outweigh the risk from the beginning. Yeah. You both, in different time periods, both see the value 
of jumping into the trades. So how was it like when you finally jumped into the trades? So we went through school and now you're on the work site, uh, job site. Both of you already had experience before previously doing different trades, right? Like handyman stuff and then you said other types of skill, like plaster, drywall, you mentioned. When you got into electrical, how was that like? What was your expectations coming in? Like your first day on the job site versus like reality? Did you think like, oh, this is cakewalk and, and then you're like, oh, hell no. Or tell me that story. My first, my very first day as an electrician on the job, I was drilling above, I was drilling, <laughs> I was drilling and I was, he was like, he, I made sure like 10 times, like, all right, you want me to drill right here? I put an X on the stud and everything. Yep, drill right there and drill up. I drilled into a 100 amp subfeed. <laughs> my my first task, day one of of like my first job as an electrician. That's yeah. And uh, yeah. he was like, "What just happened?" And I was like, "I have no idea what just happened." You know, well, I was yeah, sitting here and I was like, "Dude, did I'll you know, know it was you?" Yeah, I knew it was. He's me. like, "There's nobody else." That was, was like, me. I knew it was me because I was like, I heard the breaker trip, right? So I was like, "Oh boy." Yeah. Um, what I do, and then all the, that was that was part of their uh, add-on that they'd done previously. So I was able to like click it back on real quick. Luckily, I there was no real like damage. It just like the tip of the auger bed just went in there and just punctured it a little bit, but there was like no damage. Um, and that was a it was a, a rough experience. You know, um, it was difficult as an apprentice and doing residential. Uh, Man, cross, you know, you know, a smaller guy, so it was like, send me up, send me up into the cross, uh, into the attic type spots, then down under the house. No the more drilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he yeah. was like, right, here, let me, let me take the drill for you. Yeah, I'm going to rest for you in the tie back seat. Go in the attic and pull this wire. Oh. So. Oh, man. I want to come back to that, but I want to hear code experience. Yeah. How did day one go expectation versus reality? Uh, I mean, I was 20, 21. I think it was like October. My birthday's in September, so I was like right before I turned 21. I moved out, got to San Diego, started that Monday. I was like this dorky kid, but I was like, I just packed up a wheelchair, so I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I just gotta give it my all. Yeah. So I just show up. We we're doing like a bar remodel or something, and that was the dream, man. Everything went smooth, but yeah, nothing spe spectacular the first day, but I just remember doing like, residential like doing jobs mm. like, rolling up to the house and like out of real bags like this like before yeah. i'm just rolling like 12 well, at a time like they're like what do you do like chill out oh, like man. six o'clock in the morning just grab time <laughs> yeah like we're gonna get this job going i'm just like what can i do what can i do yeah you know because i was like i don't want to be the weak lead and i'm like you know mm -hmm. i just came out here you know press these guys you know they're all older than me and like you said you know people aren't so weren't so nice back then so yeah. You know, it was just, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, yeah. but just drilling through studs, smelling fresh cat wood. Ooh, yeah. It's just like, I sound like calling it right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I love that. And I want to come back to Nick now. When that happened, when you shorted up that, that feed, all those buildings, I have a sand with just the secret. Cody touched on it, and you mentioned it before. It's a different time. How? What was the blowback? Was there any blowback, or no, were they actually? No. Um, the guy I used to work for, uh, he now lives in Hawaii. Uh, this guy David, and um, no, 
I don't think I've ever seen David get mad. Mm. Um, he is a prime example of like, take a deep breath, maybe hit the vape for a second, and, just, <laughs> and then let me approach this conversation and explain oh. to you how to not do that again, and explain, you know, it, it, even though I double checked with him, it, you know, he would be like, it's kind of my fault, I told you to do it here, blah, whatever. Um, but no, there, you know, being in my first couple of years, I, you know, probably in the middle of my second year, I was drilling through, blindly drilling into a kitchen because I was playing, we were putting in four new lights in a downstairs kitchen. And I was like, oh, I can just, I cut in my cans, the area for my cans, and I didn't have any access to drill through. I was kind of like banking on the fact that the beams were running the same way that the lights were going to, and I'd only have to do a couple of drills. Well, the one time that I was like, let me try to save them a little bit of drywall oh. and not, and not, and just drill blindly with a real long bit. I got through, and I was like, man, this is weird. I was like, it's like pushing back at me. I pulled out. And in there was a copper pipe that was that was abandoned on a previous remodel, but it was still Black. attached to. Well, no, it was dead. Oh uh, yeah, so there was no water in there. Okay, that's and good. Then. I but you know the initial shit because the house. Yeah, the, the house initial shot. Yeah, like, initial oh, shot. I got down and I was like, mm -hmm. Oh my god! First thing I did was turn the sink on, yeah. right? So I wanted to make sure that the like that the water was still on and it was like, dude, dude. So ever since then. Um, I kind of made it a point when I show up on jobs. Where's my main disconnect for electrical, right? No. Where's my main main water shut off? Where's the main gas shut off? Obviously, everything's going to be kind of in a similar spot, but to be prepared for situations like that could really help. I love that. I love that. No, I appreciate that and how he went about working with you, yeah, talking with you through the process because that I feel like something to that level could really freak somebody out. Oh, I don't know how I'd handle it. If I had my own company and a kid did that on his first day, I'd be like, you know what, you can, I'll give you cash for your day. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because like, we just got lucky that we made it. See, I, Jimmy. You still drill through blind now? No. After that? Nope. Now, now, no matter what, I'm like, hey, they're just, we're doing a remodel. Drywall is going to be part of it. Yeah, you know, I don't even risk it. Yeah, I see. I see people like Shelby is how cutting cans to the two-story house and they're using like long bits going yeah. through. I, yeah, I freak out every time I see that. I'm like, like blind. Like, like I get it. Like using using something cool, you saved a two hundred dollar drywall. But yeah, what yeah. if you nick a wire you don't even know? Something stable to that logo with like his wire on the back. Yeah. yeah, you don't know, and it's little arcing, arcing. It's old house. No arc call break. It's all next. You know, yeah. Fire. Yeah. You know, you yeah. make a little yeah. water line, it doesn't leak it up until you're gone. Oh. You later. Yeah, it's like, there's just too many problems. Like, just cut the drop. Just cut the drywall. You have to. It'll, yeah. No, I love that. I want to know now, so we're fast forward a little. Both of you guys are basically running jobs now. What's your role when running a job? And how do you? Basically, from the experience that you guys had coming into the trade, are you tailoring your approach differently to the new guys coming in? Are you cracking the whip, or are you like, mm, if my guy messes up, let me speak to him, or are you cracking the whip and you're like, you know, I had it rough, I'm going to be a little gentle, I want to hear your side of the story. 
Um, right now, so like the company I'm with now, kind of just got let loose on my first, like running a remodel for him uh, with the helper here and there. And I've worked with this one kid before, and you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt on these jobs that he's new and that uh, he's still learning. He's only 19. He has very little experience, with, you know, obviously in the industry. Um, but he wants, he acts like he wants to learn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I show him everything, to, you know, the line amount, walk through how to do. Like right now, we just have him making up receptacles, um, doing rough in and stuff, and, you know, going trim. But he doesn't do any switch boxes yet. Um, we'll let him do like smoke alarm boxes, uh, run, you know, run low voltage wire, just nothing that's gonna like overwhelm him or like he still doesn't understand all, all the terminology. Um, so, one thing for me running jobs, it's it's hard for me to keep someone else busy because I have my plans, right? And what I need to get done. So, and I and for me, I kind of prioritize that at the top of my list, and then all the other little things, I'll send him up to a smaller list. Do blah 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 blah, you know, one through six, and let me know when you're done. And then if he finishes a lot faster than I expected, I'm kind of like grinding my gears. Like, all right, now I need to take my mindset off of plan A and revert back to him to reconfigure like the rest of his day because I still need him. There's more stuff he can do. I just let's I need to focus on what I need to do as a you know the leader on the job to keep him moving. Yeah, you gotta facilitate more. It's hard. It's hard for me to, to stop. Once I get going on the on the job site, I'm like, I just, I just, I just feel like I need to do everything all at once. Yeah. And when I leave at the end of the day, I feel like I need to have a big checklist done to feel like I got stuck. What do you guys have as a goal now? One year, three year, five years from now? Or it doesn't have to be tied to this event. Just in general, what's your goals coming into the church? Because one thing I really want to stress, especially for the next generation when it comes in, I stress this a lot. I want to know what people's attentions are. I want to see, hey, watch, true you to the trades. Because I'm going to be honest, there's a few people that we met and they said, oh, so-and-so on Instagram, I wanted to become that or join the trades because of you, which is very encouraging. He goes, yeah. And I said, what was a highlight? And he said, I got my first pair of clients and I took a video with it. I was like, that's your cat now? He just wanted to get into trades so he can take a video with a specific tool. And I said, brother. And Rudy was on the call. And Rudy was like, uh-uh, but we ain't doing that right now. He goes, dude, where's the end goal? I want to know what's your end goal. What are you guys looking forward to? Well, this year, um, this year I plan on getting the C10. Um, I definitely plan on still working with the company I'm with now. Yeah. Um, to learn more about business, to how how to be a business owner as a whole, um, and to learn how to like. Uh, you know, we touched on a little bit today outside on how to work with customers when they're difficult or when, you know, there's change order after change order after change order. You were and, telling me like in your job this week you were going through that, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. just, just finished everything. Rough-in was complete. Drywall. And 
Yeah, and it's like we're actually going to change, um, but the, the, they're not going to do sconces over the island anymore. Now it's going to be like a long bar light that only has one. You know, so now I got to remeasure everything. It's just a, it's just a headache, dude. After having everything done and being out of the house and then being getting a text and being like, we're actually changing the lighting over the island. It's like a low interior design. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I First year, obviously, you know, C10. Or how take maybe take some. I've been some reading material about uh, how to work better with people. Yeah. Um, how to approach different situations better. How to handle confrontation. Because um, that'd be a difficult one for me to not yell <laughs> at somebody or just to get upset and be like, you know what? Uh, you can have this job and I'll go to the next one. Exactly. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to be frustrated on a job with a client, you know, and then have to show face there every single day. Correct. Um, yeah, five years? Yeah. We're going to hold you accountable to this, too. Like, we think this <laughs> yeah. five years. Right? Yeah. February, he's like, what's up, brother? Let's break out the stone and chisel. No. Is it right now? Five years, dude. Or at least the direction ahead. Because we know we have to put a, a gauge. All right. We have to, we need a head. And then once you have that headache, now you know the steps that you can I think five years from now, I definitely don't want to be a business owner in California. Oh, okay. Um, that's pretty specific. That's yeah. good, though. That's a good way. I'd like to, we want to, you know, I'd like to be a homeowner soon. Um, and homeowner and a business owner, but both are not, I don't think I'm able to complete both in the state of California. Um, in, a, in, a re, in a reasonable time frame and uh, without adding a ridiculous amount of pressure to myself financially, right? So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I like to play it by ear. I'm a risk taker, and um, I like to kind of waste my last minute to do some stuff. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How are you, bro? Oh, uh, this year, um, so I just quit my job in December, got my contractor's license. I'm applying. I'll just quit. We'll figure it out. But, I mean, obviously, I got blue dog bones. So, I uh, I wanted to get my contract and like this is one of the greatest things about being a trade. Something like I can do whatever I want because I got that journeyman card in my back pocket. Yep. So everything comes crashed. You just go get a job. Worst case scenario, yeah. if you fail, easy. So I've always got that in the back of my head. But uh, I was able to just quit my job, start get my contractor's license, so I could just get jobs. I'd like choose them, kind of do like home service right now, some generators, panel upgrades, stuff like that, just to keep it busy, and then focus more on blue collar bones. We're going to be trying to come out with new t-shirt design every single month, just like hold myself accountable because you know we started this like two years ago, me and my wife, and then uh, you know got kind of hard and then you know in 2020, 2021, 22, yeah. like construction was crazy. So I was just working like crazy hours, gone all day long, leaving the house at three o'clock in the morning, coming home at night. So I kind of put the business on the back end. So this year, focusing on that, getting set goals, new design every month, be more active on uh, Instagram with the page, keep my business going on the electrical side. And then, you know, it's like my whole life is like in five year steps because you know, when you start a trade, like you got four year apprenticeship or five. You know, so it's like my life was completely different. I started in the trades, five years after that, it completely did correct you. Then at that moment, you know, 
I went from being a kid working at a restaurant doing odd jobs, whatever, to being a licensed trainman in four years and making a hundred grand a year in San Diego. Like, I had no idea I was gonna go out of that direction. And then five years after that, you know, we moved to Idaho, buy a house, um, spend, you know, a good amount of time building up blue collar bellows, put on a back burner, sure. jump into solar, spend two years doing solar, land this whole new side of electrical with batteries and all this other crazy stuff. Solar's wild. And uh, so now, coming into this next one, I want to be able to take everything I've learned from my 10 years being an electrician to build my own business. Yeah, how was your... But I don't want like a giant electrical business. I just want, you know, something sustainable for me. Maybe, you know, two guys that are close friends that, you know, want to come work with me. My brother, you know, eventually when I have a son, have him come up with the trade or, you know, if he doesn't want to be an electrician or whatever. But, uh, you know, just have a, a business that my family, it's got my last name actually that I can build my legacy and then push blue clock guns as far as I can. I love that. And I love how both of you guys have your own brand cooking for you. That brand, it's trend, it has to transcend Instagram. So I want to know how did that get together? Mm. How did you uh, become, like, sorry to cut you off. A lot of the guys who that we've done podcasts with, none of them did it for the followers. They said it all happened organically because they actually have appreciation for what you guys have been doing. So I wanna know like, did this happen on purpose or was it a complete accident? How'd you get to become Spartan Hero? How did you become Blue Collar Bones? If you, if you look at my logo, it's Master Chief from the video game yeah. Halo, right? <laughs> and he's just holding two lighting bulbs. So yeah. when I first made that page, Spartan Hero 12 was actually my Xbox Live name that I game on, and um, that's my originally my page. I was working as an electrician, but my page was going to be for like video game stills or actually, you know, triple kill, quadruple, you know, and overkills. So, like, I was there's screaming. a guy out there, like, I you killed by yeah. this part in here. He's so, like, like, damn you, yeah, you're that, <laughs> and look at your face. Like, no, <laughs> I know, now he's got a face to it. Yeah. He's like, you're that punk. <laughs> and if that would have picked picked up and I took off. Who knows, I'd be making video game content. You'd be a gamer. Right? You know, and still, but still be, and who knows, it might've been, it might've took off for you to, to like stop working, but. So you and, still would've been Spartan Hero, it's just. Yeah. You would've been a Yeah, yes, and I was yeah. like, you know, yeah. I just transitioned it. I was like, you know what? We'll just turn, we'll keep the name Spartan Hero 12. And I'll just turn to Spartan Hero Electric. And then when did the followers, when did all that stuff happen? You don't just hit 20. I um. One of my first videos that I posted, um, bunch of haters. It, it it got a lot of you know it got like almost a quarter million views. One of my first like it was a panel. It was a it was a Levington Smart panel. It was the first. It was like one of the first ones that I had installed, and um, did the panel makeup, and then I changed out on the door. It was it was a home, it was a mental health facility. The building. Um, so the door, when I changed out the door, I had to put a lock on it, yeah. and I made that, like, I did the panel makeup in the video, but then I made another part of the video of me changing out the lock, and man, did I not get harassed about, you had to take the door off to do that? <laughs> or just, or just, you know, you gotta stand on a button. <laughs> keyboard warriors. Yeah, keyboard warriors, and like, no matter what you're doing, dude, you can be tying your shoes and they got a better way to do it. Man, but. 
So you blew up from a hate video. Yeah, no, and that's um, kind of how it continued and progressed as like people would be you're already getting eyes yeah so like home depot electrician or residential hack or you're a rat or you know all these all these like things that that i hear like not so much anymore but when i was first starting out when i was like online um i would get hated on a lot dude man and it's stressful because it makes you not want to do it and it makes you fucking double guess yourself yeah think back like you go to that job again, you're like, does this look as bad as they say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I never saw it out there. Yeah, because I know, I hear, always hear about, which, man, I don't want to show my work because I'm scared of the blowback. I never heard it from, oh my God, I don't want to post because it might be actually bad. That's almost a different perspective to have mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's, you worry more about your quality rather than your image. Yeah. I, so that's I, impressive. I like that book. I don't want to put anything out there that's going to like portray me in a negative light or um, make it look like, you know, I, obviously if I didn't know what I was doing, I wouldn't be doing the job. Yeah. And if I didn't know what I was doing, I wouldn't be confident enough to record myself doing it and then for people to see. So it's yeah. like, you know, trying to get through the skull of some of these people is difficult. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it because that takes a lot. Yeah. That takes a lot and without a doubt, you're going to do great takes the risk to do that, but it also takes the risk to, you know, go for that seat 10. We see so many people who are just afraid to take initiative. So the fact that you're doing that, I'm pretty sure it's gonna translate in every aspect you do. So keep it up, brother. How about you, brother? How did you become, or how did Blue Collar Bones begin? And when did it just? Yeah, so Blue Collar Bones kind of started a little bit different. And, so like, sorry to cut you off. We're not just talking electrical, right? We're talking no, about like Blue Collar Bones, pretty much. Um, I just started because me and a couple of uh, co-workers were just talking about like how to further your life, how to get a side hustle, how to do this, how to do that. And uh, somewhere along the lines, just thinking about how to make money online. And then uh, just started uh, posting pictures on Instagram. I think I just started a page because we were gonna do like a, just a construction page, or like blue collar bullshit. When I started, <laughs> and uh, you know, so we just like post, repost other people's stuff, or I reposted other people's stuff. They were involved, but we had talked about it. That's where I got the idea. And then, you know, people just started like commenting, messaging me, and they're like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And I was like, "For real?" And uh, so then I'd always thought about like t-shirts and you know, make my own merch and uh, like, it's so hard to find like a perfect shirt that fits right. Every shirt sucks. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, well, if I could get some shirts for myself, then, you know, just kind of coming up with ideas, kind of going back and forth. And then, uh, yeah, I just watching YouTube videos on like, Instagram and it's like hey you just post like five times a day so I just treated it like a job set the alarm for 6 a.m. 9 11 uh, 2 and 5 and I just found something to post so it was like working at every single break right before work you know I'd wake up earlier find something to post grab uh, you know like other influencer you know on um, I would just take something from their Sporting page. Sporting Heroes damn panel thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 
That's how he blew up. You know, that people were like, oh, thanks for reposting. And then they put on their story. They got more followers, more followers. And then then I tried to put like a visual behind it. It came up like skip college, pick a trade, blue collar bones. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where it came from. And then just trying to stay consistent and then try to like bring not so much everybody posting on Instagram, but like trying to find like people who are doing a good job, putting out a good image that of the blue collar industry. Yeah. Because like for me, the trades changed my life dramatically. So it's like, you know, everybody likes a cool t-shirt, everybody likes a cool hat. So it's like, all right, cool. If you can come up with a cool t-shirt, cool hat, it's got a image on there or whatever. It's like, I'm proud to be a blue collar. You know, it's like, I am. Just really happy and became an electrician. I like getting to everything. I like going to work, wearing boots. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to create a brand that represents like being proud of being a blue collar worker. And then, you know, skip college for your trade. And then I started thinking more of like, hey, like, it's not just about skipping college and all education. Like, you need to go to trade school. So, start with kind of more like support school for trade school designs. And uh, we're going to just try to like, you know, it's like, you can't plan anything out. You just got to start and then kind of like merge it into what it needs to be like. You know, you start with the games and then turn it to a lesson. Yeah. It's like, you, know, you just have to take action every day and just keep going. And then like the visual find itself. Because it's like, we're all doing like, like we believe it's right. You know, it's like, I think trades are a great option. And there's tons of people who don't even know that it's an option. I didn't know it was an option. They just have to be on accident. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. Thank you. What I appreciate about you, especially with Blue Collar, I'm a fan of history. And I like to, I dive into the origins of the, the unions, how it started with the Teamsters. I look at Thomas Edison versus Nicola. I love the history when it comes to the Blue Collar. And one of the fun facts that I learned about Blue Collar was the term Blue Collar. Yeah. 1920s, during the Great Depression, Blue Collar, became the term not because it was second class to white collar and professionals in blue collar trades electricians plumbers carpenters they all were wearing white shirts it's just the fact that their shirts started getting dirty so someone decided let's wear navy blue shirts and you can't see stains through a navy blue shirt Blue collar jobs had the same prestige as a white collar, as a doctor and a lawyer. All they did was change the color because they were getting soiled. And even if you know you wash your clothes, you still have to stain on it. They will paint them blue just so you wouldn't go to a homeowner's house and they look like you had a stain on it. It had the same level of respect though. So that's what I appreciate, especially about blue collar. It's not just specific to one trade, but it's the origin. Blue collar has that rapport, especially during the Great Depression. During the Great Depression, with everything down, the number one business in the U.S. Uh, in U.S. history at that time, the number one construction project was the Hoover Dam, and they built a town, Boulder City, just for all the people. To you're from Vegas, you know that the Hoover Dam's right there. They built that entire city to support the construction efforts. And what I appreciate about that, I, I feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole. My bad, but for that city. They had a goal of finishing that job in seven years. Yet these guys, once again, blue collar, they had the respect as a doctor and a lawyer. They had that work ethic. 
that project was scheduled for seven years during the Great Depression. So these guys say seven years we don't have a job. Right? They still finish it in five years. They said it's not about, well, I'm not going to have a job. They had the skill. They knew once they finished the job, they're going to find other work. Yeah. They worked it, worked it, worked it, finished it in five years, and they're like, anybody now, you tell them we got this job for seven years, what are they going to do? Get milk that puppy. Don't milk that puppy. You know? It might not even finish. And, and not even finish. And then they're rushing in the last thing. That's when things happen. The, the rapport true blue-collar people have, it's beyond the craft itself. It's show up, do what you're supposed to do, handle it with integrity, pass it off to the next, even basically put that stamp on it. Yeah. Hey, this is going to last. The Hoover Dam, during the great... Dude, people are talking about inflation and all this stuff. And they're worried about their job. Well, what about next week if I get laid off? There's guys where the entire world, not, it's not just inflation, the entire world had an economic crash. And they're saying, okay, if I do this job and we have seven years, we should milk the hell out of it. No. They said, no, let's do the work. We can bang this out at five. They kept that report. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to preach when it, so talk about blue collar. That's the report we want to have. Maybe fry in your words. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it is something to be proud of, you know? It's like, yeah. there's so many, like, I mean, obviously, like, depression is really big in this country, but it's like, bam, people, like, just having, like, a desk job, like, whatever type of job that is, where you're just, like, zoned in on a computer all day, and it's like, you don't have interactions. Or you go to a job site, it's like, yeah. You see most jacked up stuff to your coworkers. And you might be on a different job every week. You're just laughing your ass off. Yeah. Jumping around too. Yeah, yeah. you're not in that cubicle. Yeah, exactly. Seven days, you know, five days a week, mulling for 40 hours. And like, you're staring at these like little little walls and your computer screen, like, always in a new spot, working on new projects. Like, just such a grace. Like, there's so much hit by the beat. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So much. And it truly has so much to offer. But we're getting ready to wrap it up. And, from both of you, what do you have? What insights do you want to share to the next generation coming into the trades? Um, for people that are just going to be joining the trade or coming into the trade, <clears throat> work hard, um, show up early, uh, listen to what is being told to you, and uh, you don't have to answer everything with yes, 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 yes. Do you understand? Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's, it's tough to hear sometimes. Especially when you know that they don't understand. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. We haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you? Taking a notepad and just writing down what somebody tells you. But, but my biggest piece of advice would be to get into a trade school. I talk to so many people who just go to work and they think because they become skilled and they're good at their job that they're going to be set up. But you are not. You can be, obviously. But go through your trade school, whatever trade you pick, get certified, get licensed, get that proof that you can do what you can do and that's going to be your ticket to freedom to whatever you want to do and i think that would be the biggest piece of advice and if you're a veteran look into your gi bill because that's golden i mean you can make so much money as a year one apprentice i love that and you get your gi bill attached to that trade school think something with your housing you your pay is exponential um, but yeah, trades. There's so many different avenues the skill trades yeah. can take you. So I appreciate you both. 
Once again, Cody, Nick, how can these guys find you online? Uh, you can find me at Sparkier12 on Instagram, and that's the only place you'll find me. Beats the bell. Yeah, you can follow me at Blue Collar Bones on Instagram. <laughs> I guess we got TikTok and Facebook, but I just do everything on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, appreciate you guys. That thing I